following newspaper reports in May 2011 that Vegemite and Marmite had been banned and were being removed from shelves in Denmark, outraged fans set up several Facebook groups. In response, Denmark's Ministry of Food, Agriculture and Fisheries stated that neither spread had been banned but that the respective companies had not applied for licenses to market their products in Denmark. Hoshgeldenis, welcome to the Drawing Corps podcast. Um, uh, that was a, just, a, just a, a fact about um, Marmite and, and Vegemite. How are you? Are you all very well? This will be the fourth podcast from um, our coronavirus sabbatical season. Um, still every three days. Pretty good going, I think. Um, we're going to end up catching up to our promised weekly podcast. Promise. Um, we've got a story today. I'm going to try and keep this a short podcast because we've a tendency to go on a little bit long and not realise. So we're not talking so much about what's going on in the real world, but the um, story will bring in themes of quarantine. You know, make it topical. But interestingly, the, um, the most listened to, as much as I can see that information, um, as the most listened to drawing core uh, was number 16, which was the Christmas erotica. So obviously, what that tells me is that it's a, it's waste of time to do anything other than write erotic fiction and read it in a podcast. So with that in mind, um, I've got a continuation of the uh, Santa erotica. Um, you can go back to episode 16 if you're wondering um, what the first instalment was but it's not necessary to enjoy this one but the first instalment concerned Santa um, and it was um, and it was an erotic story that's it to be fair you know that's fine you don't need to worry about anything else Um, stop worrying why are you worrying there's no space for worry here this is the drawing corps Yesterday was the demands from a pandemic banner drop. I talked about that on the last podcast. Uh, if you check the Drawing Corps Instagram, you can see the official Drawing Corps end the hostile environment banner, which proudly declared borders are not vegan, which is, of course, one of the central tenets of the anti capitalist vegan manifesto about which we will do a podcast so if you saw this borders are not vegan and you thought "Eh, what then be patient and we'll talk about that not going to talk about it now because um like i said short podcast and already this introduction is unnecessarily long let's let's get into it mum if you're listening and you don't want to hear me read more erotic fiction, don't worry. Another three days' time, there'll be a podcast with 
without any erotic content, uh, or at least no planned erotic content. Uh, I haven't planned the next podcast yet. The next podcast, of course, will be about the film Altered States. We spoke in the last podcast, and you may have seen on Facebook, there is now a uh, official Drawing Core podcast, Psychedelic Horror Film Club, um, which is called Bad Trips, which I think is a good title for a psychedelic horror film club. The only opinions I've had about the title Bad Trips are that it's not a good name for a psychedelic horror film club, but I beg to differ. So that's the name, and um, you know who, who, who's who's gonna who's gonna worry about it? Who's gonna care? There's no there's no one. So um, if you want to watch that film, find it, or if you can't find it, uh, email drawingcore at riseup.net or send a message on Facebook. Whatever we can uh, we can put you on to that film so you can watch it. You don't need to. If you really, if you don't want to watch it, we're still going to put out an interesting podcast. It'll just happen to be about film. If you want to watch it later, the podcast will invariably spoil that film for you. So, uh, you know, enter at your own risk. Just a reminder: horror film club. Watch the watch Altered States. It's um, it's it's worth watching for one reason, if not another. So let's get into our erotic fiction. Um, after the uh, fiction concludes, we're going to have a song, as is uh, traditional. Um, this song is um, with the last one out. Please turn off the lights. By Stanley Odd. Stanley Odd are a hip hop band. Uh, from Scotland and they're very very good and they have a greatest hits type album and a new album on Bandcamp at the moment for free um, or for pay what you feel um, do give them some money if you like them and you can um, but uh, if you can't afford to then you can still grab their tunes and this one is on the greatest hits uh, and it's a rather nice one about Solidarity between rejects. So thanks for joining. I'm saying goodbye now because we're going to just do story, song, and I'm out of here. Um, I hope this is going well. I feel like there are new waves of feelings now, um, given the situation. It was it was good, and then it was a bit tough, and then it was better again, and now maybe mm, I'm not so sure. I feel like there's some more things being worked out, deeper journeys being had. So good luck, intrepid travellers. Remember, don't trust governments. Don't worry, that'll make you ill, for sure. And uh, keep yourselves um, buoyant. Hopefully you can do that by enjoying this podcast. Or... Uh, or not, maybe this podcast is, 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 is not good for you. So, uh, so don't listen to it, if that's the case. Many had come to the estate when quarantine was announced. 
The bedchambers were almost all occupied at every hour, harbouring those peaceful enough to sleep or those mindful enough to revel with each other. And most other rooms were being used as chapels, altars, ceremonial halls, whatever people needed. Those rooms made space for unquiet minds or for those channeling their energy outside to everyone not able to find such sanctuary. The first arrivals were mainly friends, people who knew the estate. More had come after the quarantine. Increasingly, there were people at the gates who had heard rumours of a safe place, but were, under normal circumstances, unfriendly to the elves. The decision of who to allow in rested with Santa. As the measures of control outside the walls became more draconian, with sentinels roaming the skies looking for anyone breaking the curfew, the decision became a heavier and heavier burden. She was resting one spring evening, her head in Pangaban's arms, the taste of tears still lingering. It's okay. It's okay, repeated Pangaban softly, a soothing mantra. But Santa was increasingly hard to soothe. They had tried to make love, but it was full of distraction and confusion. Santa traced Pangaban's tattoos on the arm that lay across her chest. It had been quiet for the last few months before the curfew. Fewer and fewer elves had been assigned to the walls. Now, the spring birdsong was broken a dozen times every hour by the crack of gunshots and the occasional crash of a sentinel hitting the ground. Time to time, the fallout from the crashes would start small fires and the landscape was marked by black blemishes, charred grass and burned trees. The whisper of new growth and the glittering pops that accompanied the opening of new flowers seemed distant. Santa heard them still, usually they would pull her to the window and she would welcome the new life. The branches that decorated her body would develop blue buds and white blossom. But now, the cries of fearful fledglings and the grizzled static that hummed where the land had been burned stopped her going to the window, prevented her tattoos finding their way into spring. She spent more and more time in Pangaban's arms, lying on their bed. She sat up. She looked deeply into her lover's eyes. She lifted Pangaban's hand to her cheek and brought her own hand to the back of the elf's long neck, which had begun to take on the sun-green colour of the new season. Seeing this, Santa smiled. She brought her blue lips to Pangaban's mouth and kissed her. Their hands swum, unhurried on each other's skin, dipping under the surface, following currents. Their lips separating, Pangaban gave a barely perceptible nod and smiled. Santa rose from the bed as the elf relaxed, pulled the sheets over her body, reached for a cigarette and opened a book. By taking her attention away, she gave Santa the space to leave. The winter spirit, with her inimitable, sensual approach to even the most mundane actions, pulled her pale gown around her, fastened its belt, and breathed deeply the trust that 
that spiraled around the room like insects. She padded out the open door and down the hallway. Paintings and drawings crowded the walls, a hundred styles realized by as many different hands. She passed along the balcony of the central courtyard, where below her small groups of people congregated, bathing in the fountain, discussing heatedly or tending the flame. Down stairways and along walkways, the house was a constantly shifting maze, reflecting the connectedness it kindled in its guests. She came to one of the grand bedrooms, drawn by a bright ecstasy that she could taste even from a distance. It could be thought a bedroom in name only, perhaps, filled as it was with all manner of furnishings to cater for all moods one might have while in a bedroom. It was, as she expected, a scene of hedonism, an orgy, a revelry, a release of passions and tension that had drawn in almost 30 elves, humans, fairies, spirits, animals. She stood leaning on the wide doorway, unable to resist smiling at what she saw. The room, in fact, was full of a comfortable, natural laughter, not at all lost in the sounds of pleasure. Everything echoed in harmony across the vast chamber, to Santa's ears a clear invitation as she descended the steps and crossed to an empty alcove where she sat to watch her companions finding happiness in this most uncertain of times. Blankets, cushions and anything soft had been strewn across the centre of the room and over them rolled ether, alga, aisling and many others knocking into each other, tumbling off their lovers, finding new ones, merging into a thousand forms. The smell of their naked bodies danced above them, each aroma talking with one another, occasionally diving back into the throng to spread their scents onto new skin, soaring back up, multiplied. Iwaka's thick arms clenched as she grabbed a cushion behind her head. Some creature ran its fur through Aether's wet fingers. A water spirit rushed over Aisling's hair. Aisling shivered, glimmered, and laughed. They are at their wit's end. A voice came to Santa's ears. She turned to Kara, who sat next to the winter spirit, dripping and steaming. Santa could feel the warmth from Kara's body rising to flush her cheeks and curling her hair, which hopped about impatiently on her shoulders. They seem so at ease with each other, replied Santa. Kara gazed around the room, a smile lifting at the edges of her mouth. She was an oracle from the forest. She had travelled a long way to the estate, knowing that once she was here, she would find herself beset by requests from those in need of guidance. Yet still she had come. I am at my wit's end, she said. And you, Santa, are at your wit's end. All of us can feel the suffering of those far away. Still, 
we sit here with smiles on our faces. Santa blushed, a pink rose glow on her white skin. Kara leaned across and kissed her cheek, the pink rose glowing brighter. They are finding their way, said Santa. Exactly. And part of me thinks I never saw them so at ease. Looking across the room, Santa noticed a human softly crying, rocked in the arms of two forest spirits, and saw the intensity with which some others embraced, claws digging into flesh, faces pressed desperately together. The room was full of emotion, and sometimes the echoes were themselves perplexed by their incongruity. The sounds fell, splashing to the baths or sinking into pools of sweat, baptizing themselves. It was surely a mess. Seeing Santa's face taking all this in, Kara laughed. She took her hand to Santa's shoulder, and Santa's hand was drawn to Kara's knee. The forest spirit's skin had at once the smooth texture of a leaf, as well as the deep grooves of bark. The mystery of encounter wound its way from their touch through their bodies and breathed out their pores. Kara and Santa wrapped their arms around each other and each drew the other close. Her chin resting on Santa's shoulder, Kara whispered some magic into the winter branches under her nose and the tattoos began to bloom. She whispered, go join them, my love. And she pulled herself back, her hands on Santa's neck. They looked into each other, Santa's eyes flashing a forest green. They kissed, both becoming mother and daughter in that small moment. It's springtime after all. Santa stood up undid her robe and let it fall to the floor. Her bare feet took her down the steps and into the swell of ecstasy. Join the Reject Society and After School Club. Here's the dates for your diary. Normally with clubs, some exclusion is expected. For this club, every applicant has been rejected. And by that definition of accepted, it's an anti-social assembly, a vocally reticent club president, dyslexic secretary and kleptomaniac treasury. We conspire in secret, pious ages. Would we write the truth as we try and speak it? So I respond with the silent treatment. Aye, right, not likely, Darwin Almighty I may be 1984 if I'm caught writing I mean, what do you expect? We're meant to get caught in the net That's why they call it the web There's no addition or application Oh wait, unless based on your personal statement Nods, winks, or secret hatches You can't fall out with our target demographic Crazy backers, a nuisance backers Funded by an army of translucent hackers Disillusion, disaffected you Step up and be rejected Will the last one please turn
Escape from the pigeonhole, the lonely, and miserable. If only on principle, we're wholly indivisible. The norm is hypocritical, it's so hypocritical. And Darwin forbid you should ever get political. So go with me if you don't know what you're supposed to be. Believe ghost stories are like to write poetry. Math leaks and trousers that suggest your cat's teeth. Great Gatsby's with elbow patches and mismatched teeth. Talking to yourself is not a sign of lunacy, or if you seek solace in the online community. I'm rejecting the concept of imperfection. Imperfect at whose discretion? Better have me sectioned for picking a fight with a notion nothing more than a trick of the light. So whether social, conceptual, or physical, you say reject, I say individual. There's no addition or application. Oh, wait, unless based on your personal statement. Remote links for secret handshakes. You can't fall out with our target demographic. Crazy backers, a nuisance backers. Funded by an army of translucent hackers. Disillusioned, disaffected. Step up and be rejected. Will the last one know, please turn Please